I love the way they're talking to you. Because they're winners. Winners get to do what they want. Welcome to Season 6 of the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast that zeroes in on the proven principles and time-tested strategies of high performance in sports and business. I'm your host, Alan Stein Jr. And this season, I chop it up with an array of high performers from a variety of different fields and with a variety of different areas of expertise to find out the habits, mindset, and disciplines they've developed to not only raise their game, but to sustain it as well. More specifically, I will find out what they have done and what they continue to do to manage stress, avoid stagnation, and beat burnout. After all, it's one thing to reach the top, it's another to stay there. I hope you enjoy, and more importantly, I hope you benefit from the wisdom they bestow and that it helps you raise and sustain your game. Don't act like you're not impressed. On the topic of sustaining excellence, the world's most effective and impactful leaders know how important it is to constantly invest in their people. If your team, business, or school could use a shot of optimism, positivity, and inspiration to end this year on a high note, or if your team would benefit from a series of proven, actionable strategies that can be implemented immediately for tangible results, please visit allensteinjr.com. I offer a wide range of highly customized virtual speaking services. From 15-minute pre-recorded messages to interactive live Zoom presentations to highly produced in-studio keynotes. If you're committed to showing your team how much you value them, appreciate them, and care about them, visit allensteinjr.com now. When you need a new book to read, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When your stress starts to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. And when you need a better attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I've got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Sean Don and I'm all the best because I got it going on. <laughs> you didn't think I was going to try to rap, did you? Yeah, I'll leave that to Snoop and I'll stay in my lane. But since we're on the topic of dropping it like it's hot, man, you corny. That's probably the best way I can describe the limited time massive price drop on the ebook version of my book, Raise Your Game High Performance Secrets from the Best of the Best. That's right, from now until January 4th, 2021, the ebook version will be on sale for only $3.99. That's right, $3.99. So don't wait any longer to raise your game and download a copy now at Amazon. Apple Books, Google Play, or wherever you purchase your favorite ebooks. In this episode, I am joined by Corey Camp, a former elite level swimmer, a personal performance coach, and the host of the Athletic Mindset podcast. This was the first time Corey and I had met and I really admired his energy, enthusiasm, and perspective. Through consistent fitness, heightened lifestyle choices, and a firm commitment to self-improvement, Corey has begun to fine-tune a system to optimize his life, and he is incredibly passionate about sharing this system with others and helping them apply the athletic mindset. 
Here's some of my favorite moments from our chat. Let's do it. It's go time. Number one. In this clip, Corey talks about his competitive swimming career and how it ultimately led to burnout. I think, I mean, I definitely loved the sport and I still loved it even when I wouldn't say it was full on burnout, but it was definitely like, wow, I just don't love it as much to the same degree that I did um, growing up. And it also doesn't help when you're not experiencing the best times and you're not experiencing like improvement that can kind of heighten those feelings of burnout. So it was like every time I hit the pool, it was the best time. It was the best feeling. And then junior year, it was just a little bit off. And then senior year, it just every the a multitude of factors led to it, but it was like all over the place. I wasn't as disciplined in my training as I had been the previous years. And just mentally, I was a little bit more checked out there towards the end. The transition took a lot of reframing around what I viewed as what, like what was success? What did it mean to me? I was initially letting all these outside influences tell me this is what success is. It is a six-figure job. It is, you know, two weeks of paid vacation. This is what it looks like. And I was like, oh yeah, that sounds awesome. And really, I think the hard part of that transition, no matter what level you've played at sports, but it gets harder the higher that you compete at, right? You're so used to just showing up and being good in a way. Like even my senior year, like I still showed up and was one of the best kids on the team, even though I wasn't as good as I was years prior. So stepping away from it, it was like, oh, why don't I'm going to step into this first job? And of course, I'm going to be good at it. And I was like, wait a second. No, I need to reframe how my expectations of how long it's going to take to get good at it. Because it just like swimming, I wasn't a natural, like born swimmer. I had a leg up on those around me, but I was no means like a national level swimmer right from the get-go. I had to develop into that. So it was taking that patience and putting that into practice in that transition was one of the things I wish I knew in the moment because I just, I spent a lot of time being frustrated. Why isn't the money coming in? Why isn't, um, why am I not getting this promotion as quickly as I would like to? And so, yeah, it took that transition and I don't know. It took a lot of reframing around the idea of success. And when I really took a step back to look at that, I realized success to me wasn't a financial or monetary number attached to it. It was the, how wealthy can my connections be? And that's what I really realized I was good at was just cultivating relationships with other people. And then that in turn will lead to wealth down the road. And that led me to step away from um, away from the sales job and really getting into, you know, going back into the coaching realm of things and how can I pass forward what swimming brought to me to that next generation of people. And I got back into the summer coaching because that was, you know, where it all started for me. So I wanted to be that coach that my dad was actually my summer coach my whole life. So I wanted to be like him and be that coach that inspired others whether they chose to stay a swimmer the rest of their life or just be themselves and enjoy some newfound confidence in the sport. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. Number two. In this clip, Corey discusses the change he made moving from the corporate world 
to following his true purpose. It's funny. I, I think really what it was, was when I first started the sales job, I was all in on it. I was bought in on the process and the managers that I had directly were really just like kind of free flowing. Like they didn't micromanage at all. They just gave a loose structure and they said, Hey, do what you want. And it was, to me, I thrived in that. I had some guidance, but I didn't feel like I had someone over my back the whole time. Well, unfortunately, my team, they divided the, the sales floor into these different teams that were actually named after NFL teams. My team was the 49ers. We weren't doing so hot collectively as a team. And that was really what turned me off to it was like, wait a second, maybe this whole corporate structure thing isn't for me. Maybe this whole like being micromanaged on a day-to-day basis and that culture wasn't really a calling for me. And it took me from then just a few days to really take my weekends and step away and, and really assess, is this where I want to be right now? And then is this where I want to be in five years? And the answer to both of those were no. So it made sense then at that moment to say, okay, what's the exit strategy look like? How can we set this up? Um, and that was an interesting transition out of that too. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Number three. In this clip, Corey shares the changes he made to transition to his current career. That was the start of my coaching journey um, into that space. And that started really as the summer league swim coach. I saw an opportunity over at Columbia Country Club. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with over in Chevy Chase there. So I started off as the head swim coach. Um, and I was like, okay, we have an indoor pool that we never use. Uh, so I went to my bosses there and I said, hey, I want to put together a year-round swim program. I think that would really bring just the level of our swimmers up a notch. And they said, yeah, sure, go for it. So I built that out for two years. Also at the same time, became the assistant fitness director there and kind of was just making all these pieces fit together. And throughout all that time, I also started my own podcast, The Athletic Mindset. And that really got me going down that mindset path of, what makes the great athletes great? It's not always the, yes, they have the physical attributes, but what else separates them? And that's really the, the mindset side of things. And I noticed that throughout my swimming career too, there's people that I knew head and shoulders were more talented than me physically. But when you know it came down to race, for some reason, I was always beating them. I was like, why is that? It's more so the mental side of things. And that just piqued my interest and now I help other people um, peak their mindset <laughs> and look at ways to improve the way that they look at stuff, shift their perspective. And it varies from a physical improvement to mental improvement and emotional um, improvement as well. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Number four. In this clip, Corey defines what he does as a performance coach and how mindset plays a major role. Similar to you, I'm a performance coach. So I like helping people just optimize their performance in different areas. I specifically work with former athletes and helping them take that athletic mindset that made them a great athlete into just making them a great person in that next chapter. Because I don't think, personally, I don't think that that chapter is ever over. I think the, the problem why I struggle and why so many other athletes struggle when that career ends, the burnout that we talked about, but it's that loss of identity because they're told that 
hey, no one really cares anymore that you were this level of swimmer. No one cares that you were this level of basketball player. You need to reinvent yourself. And it's like, mm, not quite. Yes, the accolades don't mean anything in the real world, but you have all these soft skills, these intangibles that do apply. I just want to help you show, like see how they apply to whatever it is you do now and just make it click. And it's so funny, the, the people that I work with, it's like, it's nothing super, super groundbreaking. It's just a, a minor tweak. And all of a sudden it's this major breakthrough. We're like, oh my God, I never viewed it that way. I had a, a friend of mine who, former NFL player, and we've been working a little bit together. And he was like, yeah, it just doesn't feel like authentic when I'm trying to show up and you know create content. He's trying to get into the online coaching space as well. And I was like, well, what's your process look like? And he's like, I just sit down and try to write. I was like, did you just show up to the football field and, and try to play? It's like, well, no, no, no. I had this, I had this whole routine. And I was like, you need to flip that switch just like you did when you showed up to play on Sundays and perform the same way. He's like, dude, that's totally it. I never thought of it that way. It's like, yeah, let's give it a try. And you know, this is a week ago. So one weekend, he's already noticing a major shift in how he's showing up and his ability to do it with more consistency. It's not waiting until the right moment. He's cultivating that right moment at his free will. You're a genius. That's the most outstanding answer I've ever heard. Number five. In this clip, Corey talks about the process of becoming a great competitive swimmer, as well as the process he uses now as a performance coach. Ultimately, when you're in sport, you have that coach to really rely on heavily when that motivation's not there. You don't necessarily always have that in that next chapter. So it, swimming really, I think, set me up if I, if I bring my focus to it and really think about it, it really did set me up for success now because it is all about, like you said, the discipline and the routines. For as long as I can remember, I was, I think sixth grade was when I started morning practice. So I mean, how old are you in sixth grade? 11, 12? Yep. That was when I started set my alarm at 4 a.m. And, and showing up Wednesday mornings. And believe it or not, my dad was an advocate for his own health, which was a great thing for me. But that meant he wanted to get his laps in before my swim practice started at 445. So we were actually showing up at like 410, 415 so that he could swim for a half hour before the rest of the team got there. So I got to know my actual coach pretty well. So we just sat there at 415 in the morning for a half hour. And, you know, it was the, it stunk in the moment being that, that old and having to be up so early, but it made me so disciplined in what I do now. It's, I can wake up early, no problem now. And I know if I want to maximize my day, that's really kind of the habit that serves me the best is waking up between that four, 4.30 uh, timeframe and then getting into my day from there. But yeah, it definitely, that wouldn't be there if I didn't have swimming. And unfortunately, that's just when the pool time's available half the time. So <laughs> that's like why you do the morning practices. You're so wise. Number six. In this clip, Corey shares how he stayed motivated during the monotony of being a long distance swimmer. You get to know yourself very, very well during those moments. I mean, I, I remember I had practices upwards three to four hours that were like that. And the only time that, you know, you weren't with your own thoughts was when your head was above in between repeats. And yeah, you got a little bit of music. 
I mean, I would do, I would do everything. I would try like playing songs over and over in my head. I would just get lost and really focus on kind of the sensory stuff of, okay, what does the water sound like as I'm going through it? How does this sound different now versus when I'm at like a peak uh, pace and getting familiar with those things? It really allowed me to heighten my self-awareness, my body awareness, my proprioception, which was fantastic. And I'm starting to see now how that serves me. I do stuff now just on a daily basis where I can go out for a run um, and log five to 10 miles, no problem. I have friends that are like, dude, that's not normal. And I was like, no, it's not that bad. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, I forget that I had that monotonous training. So yeah, it's a lot of getting to know yourself. I always joke, like if I could stare at a black line for three to four hours at a time, 20 plus hours a week, I can do anything. And I truly believe that. So I've, I learned to really find joy in that process and just use it as an escape. That's really what it, it became for me. You step away from that for those two to three hours that you're in the pool. And I loved it. I loved every se single second of it, um, you know, until I experienced that burnout senior year. You smart. I appreciate that. Number seven. In this clip, Corey discusses how he avoids stagnation and burnout as a performance coach. One of the topics that I really have been preaching to my clients because I need to hear it myself more so than them sometimes is sometimes it's okay to slow down, to speed up and being a little bit more intentional with daily breaks, weekly breaks, you know, monthly breaks. What does that look like? And just being way more in tune with just my, man my energy management strategies and it could be something as simple as on a daily basis taking 10 minutes to just sit in silence and like just be because so many of us don't do that we wake up and we're stimulated from the moment that we wake up to the moment that we try to go to bed with either our phones or family or something 10 minutes for me is like a non-negotiable just in complete silence whether that is a walking like meditation whether it's just sitting in my room, no music, no whatever, that has been a huge help. And then on a weekly basis, it's like, okay, making sure I'm doing mobility stuff, making sure I'm doing from a physical standpoint, what can I do there? From a mental standpoint, making sure I'm reading. And maybe it's reading something that is totally non-related to what I do for work now, because again, it's taking that mental reset, uh, almost like a vacation away from the stuff that you're immersed in all the time. And then I always... Um, talk about like from a, a weekly or more of a monthly standpoint, sorry, like an extended break, whether that is intentionally traveling somewhere, it could be something as just going for a hike in a new area around you that you haven't explored before, but introducing some novelty into your life again. And especially now, I think that's super helpful for people, right? We are experiencing the most mundane of times because stuff isn't really open that we can go and turn to. So be proactive in, okay, what ways can I safely introduce some sort of novelty into my life again? Nature's free, like go, so, like go out there and explore it and do so safely um, and watch what that does to your long-term energy management. I'm a firm believer that you need to just bring some awareness to that. Okay, well that's smart. Number eight. In this clip, Corey talks about the mindset required for having a lengthy career really making sure that I'm staying patient. And one of my favorite sayings is be patient with your outcomes, but be impatient with taking action towards it. 
I think one of like, I wish I knew that when I first got into sales, right? Bring it full circle. I wasn't patient with the outcome. I wanted the six figure check like day two of the job because I, I was putting in the work, so to speak, air quotes there. Um, but I needed to start learning to be just more impatient with my action and then the outcome will, will be there. Just focusing on my output. So really that's what I'm doing on a daily basis, bringing awareness to my own output and being in tune with, okay, am I doing enough? Awesome. And then giving myself that space on a daily basis as well to recharge and reset and do the things that fill my cup. Because as coaches, I think it's the easiest thing to do to ignore our own needs and put other people first all the time. And I've learned I'm so I'm such a better coach when I do my own things first. I introduced a 5, 5 a.m. run into my daily routine a few months back. And that has been a huge game changer for me because obviously 5 a.m. I'm not scheduling coaching sessions that early. I'm not being bugged by a ton of you know notifications on my phone, emails. It's really an opportunity for me to get my work done personally and fill my own cup early, knock it out of the way. And then I can get into the other things. And we're thankful for swimming. It's allowed me to wake up that early and not feel like a bad effect on a negative effect in the long run. You want something, go get it, period. Number nine. In this clip, Corey shares his overview of what the athletic mindset is and why everyone should be utilizing it and applying it. To me, I think it starts with defining an athlete. And I think we are all athletes, whether we play at the competitive level or we're just, you know, playing a weekend pickup game of basketball. Because to me, what an athlete is, is just someone who moves their body with some intention. And I'm a firm believer that we should all bring some intention into our daily life, especially in the form of movement. What the athletic mindset means is really just always chasing some sort of growth. It's because we're never satisfied as athletes. We always are chasing that next thing. It's bringing that growth mindset into uh, wetting it with intention behind it and making sure that on a daily basis, we're trying to grow and we're trying to improve. What did you say? Uh, wetting it with intention behind it and making sure that on a daily basis, we're trying to grow and we're trying to improve. And I think that's how people could really maximize and elevate their game, um, right? By just every single day, bringing some sort of intentional action to grow. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you. My biggest takeaways from my time spent with Corey is that transitioning and reinventing yourself when suffering burnout will lead you to your true purpose. Your mindset is key to avoiding stagnation and burnout and will ultimately lead to a happy, successful, and lengthy career. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for investing your time with us. Please let me know what you learned in the episode by hitting me up at Alan Stein Jr. on Instagram and Twitter. Until then, I'm wishing you the best as you raise and sustain your game. <laughs>